Is saving money good? Yes. Is saving money bad? Yes. Well, no. Maybe. It depends on who you ask. It depends on how you think. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents Channel. My name is Jesse Durham. For this quick take, we are going to discuss savings. Now, there are two sides of this coin. There are vast different opinions out there in the conventional financial world. Now, I'm going to address the issue of savings with an infinite banking lens. Okay, so just know that my come from is what I've learned and implemented from the infinite banking concept as described by R. Nelson Nash in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker. So having savings. Is that good? Yes, it's great to have savings. So conventionally, you'll hear things like live below your means, which means build up a surplus, save for retirement, etc. From infinite banking, we can gather that one of the key principles to having success in implement banking is not being afraid to capitalize. That's, that's one of Nash's key principles in infinite banking is don't be afraid to capitalize. That's actually a second one. And really it ties in very well with this first principle, which is think long range. So how long should you be capitalizing? Well, forever. Okay. So that means saving money. That means amassing capital. That means accruing capital money. Okay. So is it good? Yes, it's good. Is it bad to have savings? Okay, so conventionally out there in the wide world, you have folks like the Robert Kiyosaki's that say savers are losers. And that shouldn't be discouraging. I know that can sound very discouraging right at a superficial level. But when you really look into what he's saying there, there's a lot to glean. There's a lot that is helpful. And I will point out some factors to consider and this is from my infinite banking perspective. So a good question to ask if you are saving and if you're considering the concept like you're losing. OK, well, what is there? Well, Scripture actually points to a parable in the book of Matthew about three individuals that were given amounts of money. One was very, very productive. One was 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 exponentially productive. And then the third person tried a particular method. And, and what it was is they went and dug a hole, buried the money to make it safe, to keep it secure, okay, to not to not be risky with it. And, and what we learn, one thing that we learn there is that you certainly are exposing yourself to risk depending on where you put your money. At the time of this recording, we're actually seeing several bank failures and government bailouts and such taking place in the banking industry, which is interesting and worth noting. Okay, but regardless of where you're putting money, just recognize a couple of things. First of all, the banking function exists. So if we were to take something like investments, just for an example, this isn't investment advice, it's just an example. If you take something like investing, What's the potential there to go up, to go down? OK, that just is what it is. Now look at banking. Conventionally, we're told when it comes to commercial banking to, to put your money in the bank. It's I mean, we even have sayings like money in the bank. OK, we're told to park our money in the banks to make these conventional investments, the 401ks, the IRAs, etc. as well. Park our money in those places. And I'm just asking us to consider that if we are 
putting money there. And a lot of times, a lot of times, folks will intermingle the term investing with saving. Those are two different aspects. Right now, I'm trying to talk about savings, okay? Because there are going to be folks that say savings is great, having savings. Having savings is is horrible. You're losing, okay? And we just are looking at these two different sides of, of the coin. And what I want to say, what I want to say is that if you have conquered Parkinson's law enough to be living below your means and to be amassing capital somewhere, congratulations. Most people aren't. If you just do that one thing, if you beat Parkinson's law, which is the law that says that you tend to spend what you make, then you're going to win just by default because most people aren't. So if you're doing that, congratulations, you're doing great. But I am trying to get us to consider where it is that we are putting money because money in the bank, we must realize that a bank is a business. That's somebody else's business. We don't own that. We don't control that. So we're literally capitalizing and funding someone else's business. If we put money into the 401ks and the IRAs, etc. We're funding someone else's business. And are we assuming risks of inflation, taxation, litigation? I mean, fill in the blank. What are the characteristics of the entity that we are putting our savings into? And what I'm here to promote is that by implementing the infinite banking concept and using properly structured whole life policies with mutual companies that pay dividends as the ideal asset, the ideal entity wherein we do our privatized banking, that appreciating asset is the ideal place to have savings. Actually, if we use the title of Nelson Nash's second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, and we actually realize that a properly structured whole life policy is the ideal asset. It's the place wherein we can not just warehouse savings, but we can we can warehouse our, our wealth there. We can warehouse all of our capital. And of course, if we choose to, and, and I encourage you to, we deploy our capital from that warehouse of wealth to invest or consume whatever it is that we happen to be doing. So to recap, savings, is it good? Yes. Savings, is it bad? Maybe. What is coming with the territory wherein we are saving? Do we have access? Do we have control? Are we assuming risk? What are the guarantees? Those are just good questions to ask ourselves. I mean, if our savings aren't helping us to stay ahead of inflation, if those dollars are being lazy and static and non-productive, could they be better employed elsewhere where we have control, where we have access, where we can earn guaranteed, uninterrupted compound growth? Food for thought. If this has been helpful to you, let me know your takeaway down in the comments section, please. And if you'd like to have a conversation about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, then don't hesitate to reach out to us. This has been a great pleasure for me. I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day. Take care. Five, four, three, two, one. We simply must ask if our savings are being protected against inflation. All right, Jesse, this is going to be a lot of fun. Deep in the heart of the Serengeti. You blinkety blink blink.
if we use the second title of Nash's, the, the title of Nash, the title of, 